Once upon a time, many moons ago, two righteous dudes split a 12-pack and talked about stuff. These are their stories. Ladies and gentlemen, friends all all over the world, today is yet another day of celebration. Can you believe it? Back-to-back episodes. On this day in 1933, Prohibition was finally repealed by the United States, and we could get back to doing what we do like few others, and that's getting really fucked up. Now think about it. Without the government repealing Prohibition, where would you be? All those great stories, gone. You would actually remember parties in college, doing all sorts of business in public because you can't make it to a restroom, actually remembering what you did and how you got home, shirtless parties, calling your roommate at all hours of the night to pick you up, and of course, the obligatory ride to pick up your truck in the morning. All those mornings, trying to piece together what happened and how whoever is in your apartment got there, all of those memories, or lack thereof, would be gone. You'll know what I'm talking about, right? Or is it just me? Yeah, regardless... Here's to you, Prohibition. Without the government getting rid of you, we wouldn't have this podcast or the lack of memories to go with it. Shirts off, gym shorts on. It's time to cannonball in the deep end and get weird with us, the podcasting tower of power. This is the 12-pack podcast. Hashtag fuck party 2020. Hashtag not a scam. Hashtag just one nipple. Hashtag you can't fuck the ball in the ass. And hashtag don't fake the funk. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the 12-Pack Podcast. I just took a drink of my beer, and somehow it splashed up and got in my eye, and my eye is on fire. Moral of that story is, don't put beer in your eye. Anyway, thank you, uh, government, for repealing Prohibition, so we may enjoy various amounts of alcoholic beverages at whatever time we, we so choose. Whether it be morally acceptable to drink in the morning or not, sometimes a morning beer really starts your day off just right. Don't 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 sleep on day drinking. Especially if dude, like a good shower beer to start your day. I know that we have sung the praises of the shower beer to no end, but ladies and gentlemen, if you have continued to neglect yourself and deprive yourself of the joy of a shower beer, that needs to end today. Stop. If you you're know listening what? to this podcast on Monday, it's sure it's Monday morning. Maybe you can't drink because you're on your way to work or you're at work. On the way home, you stop, you pick up a tall boy, and you drink that some bitch in the in the shower. And you tell me that the like the thoughts and the thought process you normally have in the shower isn't just you know heightened and made even more fucking beautiful by that shower beer. You're fucking wrong. If you, if you tell me it did nothing for you, I don't know if we can be friends, and I don't know if you should listen to the show. Just kidding. Still listen to the show. Always listen to the show. Cause, uh, and don't forget your shower beers. And don't fake the funk. Especially on a nasty dunk. And always remember, there's no sex in the champagne room. Ooh, yes. Definitely no sex in the champagne room. Not even That, ha- includes, blo- that includes blowies. 
No that blowies is, in the champagne room either. Don't, don't even get a handy in the champagne no, room. No, no. Nothing. You don't even bump and grind in the champagne room. You can, you can, I, I would say a kiss is acceptable in the champagne room. A, a light mm-hmm. kiss. No make it out in the champagne room. That That's how you lead to other things. Yeah. Gentle kissing in the champagne room is it. Slow dancing and hover hands are appreciated in the champagne room. Yeah. I mean, you can cop a little feel, but not too much because <laughs> copping too many feels leads to other things. You know, back in my day, they had a sexual a sexual disease called Montezuma's Grenade. <laughs> you had sex, you exploded. And we did that for you. For you. Our... Our incoherent rambling aside, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode with my father last week. I know he enjoyed his time on the show, and I'm pretty sure he'll be back on in, in the future. I know in three weeks, this show, yeah, three weeks from now, is going to be the super show. It'll be you. Me, Melinda, Sarah, Johnny, maybe even my sister's wife, John. It's, oh, boy. Yeah, it's going to be... I'm going to probably have to get the third mic out. It's going to be a shit show in my house. Like, yeah. my office already gets really hot. And that's going to be a lot of people. Like, and Johnny's on the heftier side right now. It's going to be a lot of dude in this fucking room. Then, There's going to be a whole lot of meat in that room. Yeah. Yeah, the meat between me and Johnny. And then John kind of balances out with as scrawny as he is. And then it's just, oh. And depends. If Sarah takes, you know, the, the fucking demon transport and fucking comes up hooves clawing through my floor, she's going to open the portal to hell and it's going to fucking heat up the house even more. So, but that show... I'm I'm planning on getting fucking lit that show. Oh, I'll be in town, so I'll be there too. So Oh, you're gonna be here? Oh, oh yeah. Have, I'm gonna have to figure out a way to fucking set all this up in like my living room. Like I'm gonna have to get like a mobile setup for the show. Yeah. Because otherwise that's a lot of people in my fucking office. Yep. <laughs> Alright, well I got three weeks to plan, so we got to figure something out. We got uh, we got some good news stories from Peapod. I got a couple things here. We got two from Kyle and one from Ohio being Ohio. Um, I'm sure we have some questions from Lisa. Kyle didn't send me any, um, but he did. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight from Lisa. And I'm sure there are a multitude of other things that we will also be talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, as we normally start the show, you know, now that we're already like 10 minutes into this with all our rambling, how was your week? You, uh, you want to tell us a little story about this week? Yeah, I'll tell you a little story about how my week started. So, uh, you know, I live by myself. I don't get a lot of mail, so I don't check the mail that often. And uh, it dawned on me uh, Monday morning, I didn't check my mail in like a week, and I should probably do that. So I was getting ready to go to work, and I was like, well, I'll go check the mail before I go to work. 
and it had, it had like sleeted the night before. So like the grass was icy and my yard was kind of muddy. I'm walking out to my mailbox, not a care in the world. And, uh, I slipped and I fell and, uh, you know, it's a lot of human being to fall over. And I tried to catch myself with my left hand and my thumb bent backwards. Uh, but it happened so fast that I didn't think it did. I like, it just felt like I jammed it, you know? So then, you know, because I'm a dude, I start fucking with it. You know, Were you fucking like, with it? Yeah. So I'm fucking with it. And then I bend it back again because, you know, I'm, I'm the brains of this operation. <laughs> That's And, uh, and it just felt jammed. And I was like, ah, it's weird, but whatever. So I go to work. Well, first getting up. Cause like my mailbox is right by the street, obviously. And I had to like slide myself into the street to get up. <laughs> And I could only use one hand because it hurt to put any pressure on my left hand to try and help me get up. Yeah. So that was like, it felt like five minutes. It was probably only like two realistically, but it was, it was, I imagine that my neighbors had, they observed it. had a good chuckle to start their Monday morning, <laughs> sipping their coffee in their PJs and bunny slippers while I struggled to get my big ass up with one hand. Because yeah, nobody was going to come help you. Like no, nobody, no. nobody has the, the strength to fucking pick you up. No, no, I, I didn't need help. I just needed, I needed to stay. I needed something stable to try and get up. <laughs> uh, so I had to like crawl to my truck, which is a whole different story. <laughs> Wait, and you're, you park, was your truck in the garage? No, it's in the driveway where it always is. Oh, so it was the... a short crawl. Oh, okay. Like I had to go in and change all my clothes again. Cause they were covered in fucking shit. But so then anyway, I go to work and like, it still hurts, but it just feels jammed. And, and I'm hoping like my, my rational brain is saying this is a problem. Yeah. But my dude brain is saying that's eh, just jammed. Whatever. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Quit, quit, quit yeah. being a bitch. Just quit it. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, pussy. <laughs> and then it got to the point where like, I couldn't move my thumb at all. Aside from like a little wiggle at the top here. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, well, this is probably a problem. <laughs> and, uh, and then I had noticed when I held my hands out next to each other that like my left thumb was like three sizes bigger than my right thumb. And like that, the padded pad of my palm, like the top of my hand were all like three sizes larger than the other hand. <laughs> and then I was like, this might be a problem. So, uh, so yeah, I had two hairline fractures and a severe sprain of my thumb my hand, the, that part of my hand is still purple. I have this fancy new fashion accessory brace to wear. It's very stylish. You, know, you should get it bedazzled. It's, it's very, it's very fashionable. Um, but because again, I am also a dumb guy. Uh, I don't do everything that my doctor asked me to do. No. So like, I don't wear this. I didn't, I, I, I like, I wore it, but like, I still had shit to do at work and like, I work with my hands. Yeah. So you, so, you took it off all day at work, didn't you? Well, I took it off for parts of the day and then it would hurt really bad. And then I put the brace on and I'd be like, okay, we'll take a break. And then I had other things to do. So like it hurt like most of the week, you know, but yeah, no, I got this cool fashion accessory for a few weeks. Until it heals. 
So I'm I'm really shocked it wasn't broken. I mean, luckily it's the left hand. Yeah. You know, I mean, the right hand, I'd have a real problem. See, if it was my left hand, I'd have a major problem. But the important, like, because you said it bent like all the way back. And I was talking about writing, not jerking off people. Me neither. I was talking about the same thing. I write with my left hand. Although I would have had a problem with jerking off too, but that's beside the point. <laughs> uh, anyway, go on. Because you said it bent like all the way back. Yeah, it, it bent. It, it like if you hold your thumb out, like if you give the thumbs up, it came back. Yeah, I I still don't understand. Because like if you and I fall, that's a lot of mass coming towards the earth, and there's no way. Like I still can't believe that wasn't broken. I thought once I wasn't scared until I couldn't move it. And then I was like, Oh fuck, this is broken. Like that mean that means like a cast or some shit. And I ain't got time for that. Yeah. Say as somebody who's broken his arm twice, cast fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. I broke my arm once, but I broke it in like two spots. So yeah, I, uh, I broke my left arm twice. Uh, the second break was within an inch of the first break, um, which is really cool. And uh, when I got my second cast, uh, I actually had the doctor put a slight bend in my wrist so I could still play video games accurately. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Because the doctor looked at me funny. I was like, if you could just, like, just give it give it that little bit, just a little bit so I could, I could do this. That'd so be great. it's easier to hold the controller? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what else am I going to do? Go out and play sports? Fuck out of here. I tried being fucking Matt Hoffman, and that's how I got into this situation. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta say, this week has been uh, mildly uneventful on my end. I I am now uh, driving my other car, the car that matches my personality, the old man. Uh, let me tell you though, drive it's it may be an 03 Mercury Grand Marquis, so it is a boat on wheels mm-hmm. and I could, I could probably hide you and like half of Aaron in that trunk. But that thing rides so fucking smooth, man. It's, yeah. it's so like, Cause it was built for old people. Yeah. And I happen to be a 32 year old, old man. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, aside from that, just work. And I'm doing actually, I got one sitting back there on the other stand, but I'm finishing up some, some Christmas orders, uh, for some throwy circle art and, uh, getting those sent out. So I had a little bit of money's coming my way. Um, this, this one. Ooh. Which which will be going to um, Aaron's cousin, whose uh, husband is a Marine. So I picked up on that from yeah, the I though. I didn't know if you really saw it. I don't know. It was weird mm-hmm. the way I was holding it. The lighting was bad. You shut yeah. up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I was just playing video games. I actually I didn't even really play video games this week. I've been too busy with throwy circle stuff and D&D stuff. No, we stuff. did play with Luigi, Dad. We did. It was a good day. Luigi, Dad, made his triumphant comeback. Yeah, and uh, made a lot of jokes about how he was a stroke victim and handicapped and we should take it easy on him. 
Uh, yeah. And at one point, as me and Luigi and I were playing Call of Duty, he got a kill. He goes, yeah, how's it feel to get killed by a stroke victim, nerd? <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, a couple minutes later, I go, oh! I'm like, what? He goes, mom just said you, the stroke victim just got killed. Because <laughs> his mom's down there right now, now that he's home. Yeah. So I heard her giving him shit in the background. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, they just killed the stroke victim. <laughs> so it's just a whole bunch. Like, and, and you know how Aaron doesn't like doing worse than either of us. So, no, I mean, I'm at the, I'm at the top that. of the leaderboard, like, every fucking game. And he's like, this is really infuriating me. So, mm-hmm. but no, Luigi Dad's back to playing video games. It Aside from, like, walking, which I know he has a walker and everything. And he's not supposed to walk with just his boot on, but it's Aaron, so he does. Um, but he's doing really good. You can tell his memory is, like, really strong now compared to where it was. Mm-hmm. So all is good on the Luigi dad front. It's, it's good. It's good news. Um, sorry. I just, I, I, there was an ad that just switched on this window over here. Um, and it was talking about bad dudes. Are they bad enough dudes to save president Ronnie? Yeah. Well, this was a remake. Um, it was, it's, it's bad news. It's bad. It's the bad dudes versus Osama bin Laden because it was a game on Newgrounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which Newgrounds had some good shit on it. Yeah, it was yeah, a really weird website. To. Yeah, it was like the Adult Swim version of E Bombs World. Yeah, but even that, but even then, like Ebon's Ebon's world wasn't afraid to dip their toe in the. Uh, oh no, no! Ebon's in, in world the adult section wasn't afraid to play that game. Um, <clears throat> speaking of which, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, nope, you ahead. go. You go. go ahead. Do it. Go ahead. Fucking go. go. You started go first. You were there first. Did you see any of that Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight? I have not had a chance to look at highlights. Oh man. I, I watched stuff from, like, one of the prelim fights with the YouTuber versus the NBA guy. Oh, where he got knocked the fuck yeah. out? That that fight wasn't pretty by any means, but he, he caught him clean. Like, and it, he, I, I don't know if Nate Robinson is awake yet. <laughs> no. He, he's Well, it was like, uh, there was a thing on Twitter. I don't remember if it was you who told me or somebody else did, but... It was a, I think it was fake, but Nate Robinson tweeted, just woke up, what happened? And <laughs> it was a tweet from Biggie Smalls. <laughs> it said, yo, dog, this is a whole different kind of Twitter. Why, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, he got, he got fucking laid out. But I, I heard the Tyson Jones ended in a draw. Yeah, which I wasn't surprised at. I mean... I think Tyson won that fight, but it, I wasn't expecting any unless unless something happened where one of them got knocked out. I was fairly certain that it was going to be a draw, just for the sake of it being a draw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did they look good? Yeah, I, I, Roy Jones, Roy Jones tried being Roy Jones from like fifteen twenty years ago, where he moved a lot. Which, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, but, like, 
you could tell that Mike, you could tell that Mike Tyson had made an agreement in his head that he was not going to hit Roy Jones in the head in the face, but like the body shots that he hit Roy Jones with made me cringe. Yeah, and like he, like halfway through the fight, you could see Roy, you could see Roy Jones just like trying to get air as really? Mike Tyson was just chopping that tree. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like. I was listening to Mike Tyson on Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, I was really surprised that Tyson, you know, started fight like, boxing and doing shit. Because he himself said, like, anytime he starts training like that, he goes to, like, a, a real dark place in his head. And I wonder if, like, he just didn't want to go to that place and didn't want to fucking murder Roy Jones right there in the ring. No, I, I think it was just that it was an exhibition... What does he? What does he really have to win by knocking by knocking Roy Jones' head into the seventh row? Well, that that I guess he got real fucking lit. Like, well, he, that's what he does now. He run. He has. He has his own fucking dope farm. So. Yeah, the Mike Tyson Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess he lit up and got stoned before the fight. Yeah. So. Which fuck good on him, man. I yeah. Most of the stoners I know fucking light up and fucking nap for six hours and eat some Funyuns. Yeah. <laughs> they don't go out there and box Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Although some of them I know that would be a fucking entertaining night. I would I would pay for that. <laughs> but um and the other thing we talked about with dad was the uh the half Thor and uh Eddie Hall yeah. fight. I was looking at some stuff from them, like some training footage. Dude, Eddie Hall is cut right now. Like, have you seen recent? Well, yeah, he's got to. He's got to get into fucking. You got to get some cardio, man. Yeah, like he just looks fucking ripped. And then you know the mountain looks like the mountain, and just like watching some training stuff from them, you can tell that Half Thor is gonna really rely on his height and and reach, because all of his well, training is that's a smart thing to do. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, but. All of the training looks like he's just going to lead with the jab the whole night. Smart thing from the taller fighter. Yeah, it's perfect. So Take, Taking a page out of the, the Klitschko Lennox Lewis book. Yeah, lead with the jab, keep him at distance. Mm-hmm. They can't They can't get close if, if they're getting punched in the face the whole fucking time. Exactly. Use that jab to hide the right with some hooks. Take him to the candy shop. Jab, jab, right hook. Yeah. Works every fucking time. It does. Every fight night game. Every member of the Clobbers family knows the old jab, jab, right hook. Yep. It's a Clobbers family jab, tradition. Jab, jab, right hook to get in. Once you're on the inside, maybe some body shots. Back out as they come to throw a power punch. Duck and counter. Boom. Right hook. I would say even yep. the... Uh, the Clobbers family that, that went towards the UFC where they took the MMA branch, uh, they followed the strict jab, jab, right hook, and then it was just clinch and, and knee the shit out of them. Uh, yeah. The uh, that, that side of the family was a big fan of knees to the forehead. <laughs> yes. Big, they worked real well in the old Muay Thai clinch. Yes. Say, but, as always, it was all set up with the jab, jab, right hook. Yep. Um, before we talked about that, what I was going to bring up, because uh, we were talking about websites like Newgrounds and shit. You remember when Craigslist used to be fun? 
Uh, yes. <laughs> like when you could get all the weird shit done on Craigslist. Yeah. Specifically the personals. <laughs> yes. The casual encounters. The casual. They were the most fun to read. Oh, the casual encounters thing was hands down one of the greatest things that Craigslist ever had. Are they, is that still a thing? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> no, I don't even think they have a dating section on. I don't think so either, but I thought they had to get rid of it. Well, yeah, once like eight people got murdered, that was, uh. Yeah. That That's usually a sign to get it, get it gone. Yeah, because there's not even a personal section anymore. But I remember all the nights where you and I would just uh, hang out and read all the Craigslist casual encounters thing. Well, they were they were too funny not to like you couldn't like some of them were just so blatant and just just the the thirst level. Yeah, they, they, they had not they had not had a drink in ages and it showed. So I just looked up a, a like best of list. <laughs> um <laughs> this one and this was the probably this was like the most recent one, so this was right before they got rid of it. Uh this was originally posted in April of twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. And the title on this is Woman for Woman Does Mold Turn You On? <laughs> And then in the description, do you like to get down and dirty around decay? Do you want to fuck among some fungi? The title says it all. I'm just a cold babe living in a moldy bedroom looking for a lady. The jury's out or whether or not this musty love nest might be hazardous. But what's the fun in doing it without a little danger? (laughs) The mattress isn't directly on the computer. on the composting carpet. So while you won't be manhandling the mildew, you will be having sex while swimming in spores. You bring a jacket. I'll bring the mixtape. <laughs> my, fa- my favorites were always the more vulgar ones. Let's see if I can find some of these here. Oh, that one's got a fucked up. Um, let's see here. I'm just... I'm going to click on some of these. They got some real fucked up titles. Um, Let's see here. (laughs) Do do you need, need comfort Dick due to Michael Jackson's death? <laughs> then you are not alone. Come over to my place and I won't and I won't stop till you get enough. It'll be a real thriller and I promise I won't be bad. Please be serious as I am too. I don't want to have to sit at home tonight and beat it. <laughs> <laughs> this I don't I don't know why this is a thing. Can I flush your head in a toilet? While blasting Hall and Oats. <laughs> I want to flush your head repeatedly in a toilet while making love to your behind. 
Hollow Notes will be playing at top volume. At some point, Highway to the Danger Zone will be played for sure. My house is my house smells amazing, and my penis is not sick or deformed. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Whoa, what the fuck? This one's like a fucking essay. Are you reading the Waffle House one that I'm reading right now? No, but I'll let you read yours before I read this one. All right, so everyone buckle in. You're in for a wild ride. This Sunday evening at 10 p.m. Well, first of all, the title's called Fulfill My Waffle House Fantasy. (laughs) That's why I clicked on it. (laughs) This Sunday evening at 10 p.m., I'll be sitting at the counter of Waffle House on Tunnel Road. I'll be wearing clothing, but underneath I'll be naked. You'll know me because I'll be eating Bert's, and in in all capitals, best bowl of chili. Please note that Bert's best is a large bowl of chili, smothered, covered, chunked, and peppered. This clarification is important, just in case there's someone else at the counter eating a bowl of Bert's chili, which is just (laughs) chili, and not as good as Bert's best. (laughs) Is every best in caps? Yes, it is. (laughs) After you identify me by my chili and also perhaps by my concealed nakedness, you'll take the <laughs> stool beside me. At first, I won't be sure it's you, and the anticipation will be a real thrill for me. When the waitress greets you, I'm not sexist. It's just statistically probable that your server will be female because <laughs> male Waffle House workers, male Waffle House servers are very rare. Anyway, when your waitress greets you, you won't need to review a menu. I'm about to tell you what to order, and you'll have it memorized. It may be a good idea to write this down on a small piece of paper and memorize while you're driving to the Tunnel Road Waffle House. Ready? Good. You'll tell the waitress you'll have hash browns, covered, diced, peppered, and topped. Curiously enough, topped means topped with Burt's Chili. The other code words stand for melted cheese, grilled tomatoes, and spicy jalapeno peppers respectively. (laughs) I mention this because oftentimes people don't care for spicy foods, in which case you can substitute capped for peppered. Capped is a code word for grilled button mushrooms. Is this a fucking essay on how to order at Waffle House? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Either way, I'll still know it's you. Yet, just to be sure, in addition to the hash browns, order a city ham biscuit from the dollars menu. That was all in caps, by the way. Of course, it's possible that you may not like City Ham. The name itself can conjure unpleasant connotations if you think too long about it. This isn't important, though, because you have to eat it. Because you don't have to eat it. It's just something off the dollars menu that you'll (laughs) order it so I can be sure you're you and not just someone else that happens to be ordering hash browns covered, diced, peppered, and topped. After you order, and only after the waitress has walked away, I'll ask you if you'd like a spoonful of my Burt's best bowl of chili. (laughs) Don't respond verbally. Just look me in the eyes, squint slightly in a seductive manner, then open your mouth, stick out your tongue, and get ready for a spoonful of Burt's best. Taste the chili, the sautéed onions, melted cheese, grilled hickory smoked ham, and spicy jalapeno peppers. It doesn't matter if you like the spicy peppers or not. You're going to eat them. And they're going to be hot. (laughs) 
so hot, <laughs> the elevation may carry a little piece of grilled hickory smoked ham from the corner of your mouth down to the precipice of your chin. Don't wipe it off. Let it drip. Ew. When, when my when my body stops convulsing and my emotions return from sheer ecstasy, I'll put a $20 bill on the counter. Then I'll get up slowly and walk out the door, never to see you again. If this sounds like the kind of thing you're looking for, email me to set up a time to meet. I know I said I'd be there tonight at 10, but if more than one woman showed up, it would cause confusion. Also, I'd like to make sure you're not a weirdo before we meet. <laughs> that was very descriptive. Yes. So, allow me to read this gem. <laughs> because this is just, like, this This will be the end of this segment. We may revisit this one in the future because there is a fuck ton more that I'm looking at that I want to read in the future. And this one, it starts with a question. Want it from behind while you play Super F- Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> Do you love to play Super Mario Brothers in the classic Nintendo system? Do you like to get tagged from behind while you do it? Then this post is for you. You must know your way around the game before we meet. Must be open to anal sex. Also be able to fake orgasm is a plus. I will send you the address to a hotel and a room number. When you arrive, the door will be open. Please come in close or please come in, close and lock the door and close the shades if they are still open. I will be in the bathroom and the door will be closed. Turn on the TV and the Nintendo. Remove all your clothing. Turn off all the lights and er, turn off all the lights in the room and kneel down on the bed so you are directly in the light of the TV. You need to be facing the TV with your butt up in the air pointed towards the pillows on the bed. Press the start button on the controller when you are ready. I will hear the sound and turn off, turn the lights off in the bathroom and come out. You will not look directly at me, only at the TV. When the first level starts, I will begin to finger you and lick you. I will be using lots of lube as well. <laughs> when you reach the end of level one, make sure you trigger the fireworks. This is vital to the entire experience. <laughs> I must hear the fireworks. When level two begins and Mario walks into the pipe, I will penetrate you. You may say things like more, or excuse me, these are all in caps, more, harder, yes, fuck me, but nothing else. I will continue having sex until the level ends. Do not take the secret level skip. If you die, I will pull out and spank you until the level restarts. When you reach the flag, you may, you must again trigger the fireworks and also orgasm. I will pull out. When level 1-3 starts, I will penetrate your ass. You are allowed to say things like, Oh God! Yes! Or, It hurts! No other conversation is allowed. When level 1-4 starts, I will alternate between holes as I see fit. <laughs> you... <laughs> You may beg me to come in inside or outside of you, depending on what you want. When boss, when boss falls and you reach the princess, I will pull out and blow my load wherever you would convince me I want to. You may then say things like, thanks, it was great, I loved it, don't stop. <laughs> this, this, is, this is one of my favorite parts. 
If I am impressed, you may continue playing and I will continue to pleasure you. If I am not, I will turn the Nintendo off and return to the bathroom. At this time, you may clean yourself with the towel that is beside the bed, turn the lights on, and redress yourself and leave. I may come back out and talk to you as you dress, but the conversation will most likely be short and revolve around scheduling another time to get together. Staying on the video, I'm just going to read this last one because (laughs) the title has me. So, uh, and this is just going to appeal to the nerd section here. Level 72 Paladin seeking 42 plus Rogue, Druid, and Sorceress. This is a man for uh, for two women. I am seeking a level 42 or above Rogue, Druid, and Sorceress to help me assault the Fortress of Mordria and for hot kinky sex. <laughs> I am the sole holder of the Axe of Fregaholt and I'm a level 72 Paladin equipped with a Oh, that looked weird to me. Equipped with a defensive plus 52 plate mail. I also have a really big penis. <laughs> That's the I plus 52 cast... part of that sk- that mail. <laughs> yeah. I can cast magic missile, ice bolt, and I'm, and I'm a, a fairly skilled at cunnilingus. <laughs> Indeed, orcs and goblins are no match for me. Not unlike your unsuspecting genitalia, which <laughs> shall receive a thrashing, the likes of which have only been whispered in hushed voice in times of darkness. <laughs> I have a lot of experience with both annihilating ogres and the finer points of pleasuring fair maidens. <laughs> like to and like to be beaten with wet towels. What the fuck? I live at home with my mother, and you'll have to sneak in through the basement window. This partnership boasts many advantages, such as an unlimited supply of Cheetos and Mountain Dew, and hot, steamy, hanky-panky with my massive member. Comic book lovers are also a plus. <laughs> the, the fact that he was so descriptive about being beaten with a wet towel yeah, is just fucking crazy. Well, I just love how he went from... From a, a game to, I, I'm i a level 72 paladin equipped with a defensive 52 plate mail. I also have a really big penis. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to revisit these. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, because I'm going to, that's, that's going to be my homework for the week is I'm going to go find the best ones. I mean, because there's, I mean, I just bookmarked that page so I don't lose it. Yeah, that I is too. But see, that is permanently in my fucking taskbar on Google Chrome. <laughs> um, so, do you want to go to the questions this time before we go to the news, and we'll end that in that route? Sure. If you want to spice it up, yeah. Let's let's hit let's hit the show with a remix. So let's let's take an early trip to Lisa's quarter. Welcome to Kyle's Lisa's Corner. Oh, I can't wait for Kyle to fucking message me about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I should have made a whole fucking a whole new sound file for that. You should have that instead of saying Lisa's over Kyle's, because <laughs> I have no questions from Kyle or anybody else. So it is I all have eight from Lisa. It is. Let me let me double check one thing. Now that I'm thinking about it, my brain is my brain is kicking in. It's rare. Very rare. Continue. I have. I, I. I thought I had something. I do not. Okay. When was the first time you said "I love you" to someone in your life other than family? Other than family. I think I said it to a teacher once when I was real young. Like not thinking about it, I was probably in kindergarten. Probably said "I love you" to the teacher. Because why not? Okay, fucking little kid. After that, um, I don't know. I've never grown out of being a little kid. <laughs> I'm 32 years old, but three at heart. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm not talking like we're not talking. No, like I know. When you're I five know, years old I and know. you love everything, I know. Um, honestly, I think the first time. Was was she before Orange Pants? Yeah. The one before Orange Pants. You know, the one I spit on your face when we split up? Yeah. She was the first one I ever said I love you to. Yeah. So I was... Yeah, yeah I had to make a big deal about that. Yeah, we were what, juniors? Sophomore? I think sophomore. Sophomore or juniors in high school was the first time I ever said I love you to a woman. I mean, I'm sure I told Kevin or you I loved you guys. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, too, like, we might as well be family, so... Yeah, that's why I didn't really think about it, because I I just went to the first girl I said I love you to, and I think it was her. Yeah. Because I really didn't have a serious relationship before her. No, you didn't. I was I was a late bloomer. I was a very awkward child. Now I'm just a very awkward adult. Yeah, I think I said. Say, I th- I think I I think I said I love you to the ham sandwich. Really? I think I did. But say for those wondering, you know, orange pants and ham sandwich. We all have weird nicknames for our exes, um, and then it works perfectly because we don't like to. You want to give actual names out to people, yeah. But, but the ham sandwich, really? It was either it was either the ham sandwich or it was the ginger after. Actually, now that I think about it, it might have been the ginger. I uh, see. I thought she was before the ham sandwich. No, she was after the ham sandwich. Yeah, see, if you if it would have been the ginger, I, that would have made more sense to me than the ham sandwich. I think it was I, I and I could be conflating them because they were both pretty close to each other, but the more I think about it, it was probably the ginger. Yeah, because I know if you did say it to the ham but, sandwich, I but know you I didn't did. Mean but it. I did let the ham sa- ham sandwich have my class ring for a while. Did you really? 
I did because I was I was sappy like that. That's that's an AJ move. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I was instantly disgusted with myself afterwards too. Yeah, but say so. I'm I'm supposed to be the sappy one in this Voltron. Like, yeah, that's yeah, no, that's my gig. Yeah, no, high high school Jared, you know, he was confused and just you know thought he had feelings. Trying trying to make out and finger bang people, you know, I have things to do. <laughs> Jared so, Dreyer, finger banging his way through high school. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, it's not what, entirely what, wrong. What, what young man in high school isn't trying to finger bang somebody, okay? You know what? As, as a kid in high school who was trying to finger bang his way through high school, I can attest to that statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was... But see, the only one I knew for sure was the one major one. Yeah. But. I yeah, think... no, I, I'm pretty sure it was the ginger. Yeah. The more I sit here and think about it. If you were on a dating game show, what questions would you ask? What quite... I would ask if you're a level 42 or above <laughs> rogue druid or sorceress. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, and make sure you realize that I have really good defensive stats and a massive yeah. dong. <laughs> I can conjure many skill, many many spells, and I'm good at cunnilingus. <laughs> now, when she asks this question, does she mean like questions that you and I would ask each other if you and I were on a dating show together? No, like if you're on one of those like. If you're on one of those like corny old dating game shows like oh. Newlywed Game or uh, see, because that was ones... I was thinking of like Match Game where it was like the one person and then three possible suitors. Yeah, well, I mean, I Newlywed Game was the first one that came into my head. Yeah, because but newly... I couldn't remember the name of the other the other big one. Yeah, I want to uh, say that fucking Chuck Woolery hosted. Yeah, God damn it, um... I know his name, but I don't know the name of the fucking show. <laughs> Uh, I want to say like, cause I know, I know you and I would kill it on the newlywed game. Oh yeah. We would, we would run away with love that connection. That's love it. Love connection. Um, I'll say like, I would go, it, it, we'll call it love connection then that we're on. So the questions I would ask potential whammons would be <laughs> whammons. Uh, hey ladies! Hey, hey lady! <laughs> Do you suck balls, <laughs> <gasps> sir? Excuse me, ma'am. Do you suck these balls? <laughs> Why? Why those balls are as smooth as eggs? Yes, yes, I'll suck those balls. Um, I would probably ask how important family is to them. Because my family is super important to me. Or to piss Jared off, my family is hella important to me. Oh. <laughs> um, I would also... Um, I don't know what else I'd ask them. I would probably ask them... Like, what? Like, I See, I'm thinking, like, st- like, would you ask the stereotypical, like, dating show question, like... What's your perfect first date? No, that's boring. Where's your favorite place on earth? I would probably ask him what's their favorite food. Just cause. 
Um, if she says chicken tenders, it's a match made in heaven. Um, oh my god! <laughs> no, I would ask him. Get, get the priest now. We're ready. <laughs> uh, I would ask them. Um, at what stage does they said pizza? Holy shit! <laughs> You'd be in love. I would ask her what her favorite p word was, and if she said Piscetti, it's it's marriage on yeah. sight. Um, in <laughs> uh, what saga does Gohan go Super Saiyan two? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would also ask her her name, uh, her favorite color, and the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow. <laughs> but are you are you going to be specific about African or European? No. Because then if I can't answer that, then I'm chucked into the bridge. Or off the bridge. <laughs> I ain't answered that question. <laughs> no, but I would, I would probably ask like silly, weird shit, like food and, and stuff like that. I don't know if I'd go as boring as, what's your first date? What's your best first date? Stuff like that. That's that's just weird to me. Because to me, you got to learn about the person, and then you plan that first date without that person knowing that you've been paying attention. Because that's, that's how you get them. You pay attention, and then you plan the first date. Okay. What? Okay. Okay, AJ. Okay, AJ. I see. What? Nothing. It's just that, like, how long are you going to talk to this woman to plan a first date? Like, are you going to talk to her for months to plan a first date? No, 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 no. You, you if, it's, if it's if it's going to encapsulate every, everything that she's ever loved? That, that, here's the thing. It's first date. You, you're not going super in-depth with it. We're, we'll go on a tangent here on this question. Because, you know, on dating sites... Yeah, right. You just open that with your. Yeah, bad it hand. just hurt. It hurt to yeah. open beer. That's sad. That's a sad day. I gotta uh, figure out. Like, like I was telling you last night when we were playing video games, I have to hold a bottle like this against my stomach, so that way I can that, screw top. That's it. so obnoxious. Your poor thumb. Like, but like when it comes to dating sites, you're talking to a chick in a dating site for a couple weeks, maybe a month. And you're figuring things out about said person. You are fingering things out? Figuring things out. I just did this. Because okay. I totally heard <laughs> you're fingering things out. I mean, technically, you're using your, your fingers to type the messages. <laughs> I mean, you finger, finger blasting your way through Tinder. Um, but, and hopefully not on Tinder, as uh, Dad pointed out last week with the guy that ate the other dude. Correct. Uh, which, I guess the Tinder joke really got Kevin. Yes, I, I <laughs> Kevin. I Kevin gave our show another chance and thoroughly enjoyed himself. But no, I th- I think like within a month you can get enough information to really kind of plan a decent first date with a lady. So that's half the fun. But those See, would be I don't I don't take first dates that that serious because I don't spend I don't like spending weeks to talk to somebody before I meet. And them. who's had a relationship last longer than a year? I think that's a waste of time. Well, fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> like, I think it's. A, I just think it's a waste of time to keep messaging over an app for forever without without meeting them. Like, okay, clearly this clicks after a couple weeks. Let's get together. Let's go have some beers. Let's go do something. Exactly. What that's what I said. Like, just a couple weeks. You said a month. I dog. said maybe a month. 
Like a month? I ain't got that kind of time. Well, that's because you're impatient as shit. I got moves to make. I got shit to do. <laughs> I don't like people playing on my phone. Yeah. Um. So what would your questions be now that we've gone on that tangent? I, what my questions would I like? What are you passionate about? That's a good one. Uh, because I I always like to know that. Um, are you okay with watching entirely too many serial killer slash true crime <laughs> documentaries? Because if you shack up with me, that's what we're gonna watch. Uh, how do you how do you like to spend your time alone? Like. Like what, you know, whether that's a hobby, whether that's reading, whatever, because I just, I've always felt that in a relationship, you, everyone needs their, I think everyone needs their alone time in general. Oh yeah, but definitely. So, you know, just as a side note, I rolled a D20 and yeah. I asked, I asked the question, well, well, I find a girlfriend in 2021 and will you find a girlfriend in 2021? Yeah. I rolled a nat 20 for myself. Oh, a, shit, that's not good for me. And a 17 for you. Oh, damn. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I was, well, I, I mean, Sarah, Sarah probably won't be too happy to hear about that, but, you know. Well. Unless it's unless it's her, but, that's, you know. That's a fair point. Uh, no, I, I mean, definitely, what are your passions in life? What are your goals? Because I just, I feel like, I feel like, you know, I just feel like you have to have, you have to be motivated to do something. Yeah. Um, and then I would ask if you're a vegan. <laughs> Why? Because then that's a hard no for me. Really? Although I did, I did date a vegan for a long time. She bounced between vegan and vegetarian and then ended up eating like a normal person. You knew her. Yeah. I, I, it just took me a second to remember which one you're talking about. But anyway, if you could pick a new golden rule, what would it be? I was going to say, don't be a dick, but I feel like do unto others is don't be a dick, but in a lot of ways. Yeah. See, I like, I feel like, I just don't feel like you could replace it. Like, I feel like it, no, do unto others as you would do, or you would have others do unto you is like the perfect mm-hmm. golden rule. Yeah. And another good one would would be would be this guy right here. That's that's oh the, correct. You can't fuck them all in the ass. Yeah, that is the new golden rule for twenty twenty one. You can't fuck them all in the ass. All right, so I'm going to alter this a little bit because I feel like it's a little vague, and I'm going to gonna narrow it down a little bit. Word. So the original question Lisa asked is, what are some important societal values? I feel like that's vague. So I'm going to narrow it down to what are the most important – what are – what values you feel are most important to focus on for 2021 personally or as a society 
as a society, do you think do you think that we need to focus more on making sure that everyone is ensured their fundamental rights? Do you think that you know we just need to quit being assholes all the time? I would because she threw she threw democracy in here too, which I think is a little a little vague. But and Lisa, sorry if I'm I'm hacking your questions. Just trying I'm just trying to not have vague answers. But high school AJ excels at vague answers. Well, high school AJ ex- excelled at vague. Period. That's high, <laughs> that's that's a chapter in the book. High school AJ. Vague chapter like fourteen. <laughs> That's a lot of chapters before I get to high school. Holy shit! It's gonna be a long book. There's a lot of dumb stories to tell. Um, there's at least four chapters in there. It, there, there's it's big dumb AJ chapter one part A. <laughs> and um, I can't wait till I get to like late high school and college, man. It's I'm, my book's gonna be a fucking. So thick. I got so many stories to tell. Um, no, I think. By the way, when I saw him in person uh, a few weeks ago, he appreciated it. So shout out to uh, Matt Ditto, who will also be mentioned heavily in my book during those years. <laughs> does he listen to the show? Yeah, he does. Nice. Um, no, I think there needs to be. Going into 2021, I I think there needs to be more compassion and open-mindedness towards your fellow man. Um, I think that is just something that is just 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 fucking gone from society as a whole. Um, Why? Oh, I... oh, God, sorry, sorry, and... I was gonna cannonball in. I thought your thought was done. No, I, I mean, it, it, it pretty much was. My, my thoughts don't go very far. I was trying to expand on that, but lost my track. I, I, think, I think the biggest thing is that we've lost the ability to have a civil discourse yep. with each other. And I think that that's, for me, that's always the biggest thing is that, you know, you just, there's always two sides to an argument or a disagreement. And I think the most important part in trying to come together and move forward is under is not being dismissive, but being understanding of the other side of the argument and trying to find some sort of middle ground. Now, does that apply to all issues? I don't, it, not necessarily mm-hmm. because, you know, I, do I think that, pe- do I think that people that believe that the white race is the only race have a leg to stand on? Of course I don't. But I think that as a whole, I think a lot of our, issues in society could be there could be some sort of compromise come to if people would just listen approach situations with an open mind and listen and try to understand instead of dismiss that yes that's probably a much more elaborated answer than where my brain was going but that i agree with you 300%. And a piggybacking onto that. How have your values changed from 10 years ago? From 10 years ago? Where was I 10 years ago? I was unemployed 10 years ago. 
Was I? Was I? You were 22 10 years ago. I'm old. <clears throat> so, 10 years ago would have been 2010 in November. I was unemployed then. I but, had, I, but, but your but values... No, no. I'm just trying va- to think of where my life was at that yeah, point to okay. try to get to that stage. Because at that point, I was still... That was right... I was like two months into my eight months unemployment um, after my time at Myers ended abruptly. Partially at my own... My own fault. Majority at my own fault. But... I don't think a lot of my values have really changed at all through most of my life. There are a lot of decisions I made from that unemployment because I was unemployed for eight months and that was just fucking shitty. Um, I took, I started taking a lot of things more seriously. I started taking money more seriously. I started taking life more seriously. I started, I think I, I grew more in those eight months than I have in a long time. But as far as like values and everything, even more, even more than the time you spent after you moved out of the apartment to before you got your house now. That's okay. Because that, objectively, I think you grew more in that time. That's that's. Than I wasn't did. even thinking about that, but that is a very fair point because I grew up. I grew up a fuck ton after I left the apartment. Mm-hmm. So I will say that is the second most growth I've ever had uh, in my life was those eight months. But overall, my values have never changed, I don't think. I think I've pretty much been the same the same person my entire existence. I've always been a pretty loyal, dependable, compassionate person with varying degrees of passion about certain things. Whether I lacked that motivation or not, motivation has been a massive key in my life. But I mean, did, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't. I don't think I've really changed a whole lot as far as what I've believed in and my values in life. I feel like I've always kind of been the same person in that regard. No, but I. But here's where I'm not going to speak for you. I'm just going to come. I'm going to come at my from from my point of view. Is yeah. that. I don't think my values as a person have changed that much, but my values as far as what it comes to my political viewpoints and my viewpoints about like money and stuff like that, some of the larger issues at hand, those I those have changed because I've become more realistic in in how I see the world around me. I mean, I've always, I've always been the glass half empty guy. It's just, it's always been me. I've, you say, just, I've, I've always been the glass half full. Yeah. Know, which is why but we I, make a good Voltron. Yeah. But I think at the same time too, like, because I've taken the time to, again, piggybacking off of what I said before, I've taken the time to listen to people I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're radical people I don't agree with. Like... Uh, I'll listen to the people with silly opinions like Ben Shapiro and some, some of the, le- some of the more 
conservative people that I don't agree with, but because the way that they present their argument makes sense to me, I will listen to it. I may, they may still not convince me, but I'll listen to what they have to say mm-hmm. because they present it in a reasonable enough way. Yeah. You could, you could, and I would entertain that with anyone. Like, if a flat earther came up to me, but they, they presented their theory in, in a way that I could follow the logic and it doesn't involve too many space case things, I'll listen to it and I'll, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I won't agree with it, but I'll listen to it. And I think that I've been, I think that on that sense, I've been more open to listening and learning how other people think and why they think the way they do. And I, and I think that that's, I think that curiosity is spanned to like, I watch a lot of documentaries about cults. That's that. I love it (laughs) because, and I just watched on HBO max. If you have HBO max, there's one about the heaven's gate cult. And they were the ones that thought that they were going to ride a spaceship that was behind a comet to go to heaven was that super the, interesting? No, that wasn't the one where the guy convinced a bunch of people to drink the Kool-Aid and kill themselves so he could No, that was Jonestown. But these guys also killed themselves to oh. get to this UFO. Oh, okay. So similar concept, different cult. Yeah. Um but what because that's one of those things that's appealed to me is like, how do you convince and if you look at cults, I'm gonna dive down this cult rabbit hole real quick. If you look at cults a lot of people think that people that join cults are crazy and that they, that they're this, they're that. But if you look at the buildup of most cults, they're fairly educated, fairly well-to-do people who are looking for something more. And mm-hmm. somehow, some way, these people loop them into, I am, I am the way to find more. So to bring this all back around... I think that I don't think my values as a person have changed. I think that my values as far as like my political beliefs and, you know, my beliefs about uh, economy and some of the more global issues at large, I think have changed slightly because I'm more open to seeing the other side of the argument and how, okay, so the solution from, the people that I mostly believe in may not be, you know, because like I said, both sides of an argument have points, mm-hmm. and I'm I've just become more open to listening to the other side of the argument. Not that I always agree with it, but I I think I'm, I'm I can I'm, see it. I'm in a very similar situation because I feel like I've been largely the same person my whole life. I have taken I've taken some big hits. Uh, but I, I keep, I kept on trucking. Um, and it's just, I've done a lot of growing up and a lot of that growing up took, uh, led me to taking money more seriously, taking other people's or taking people more seriously, despite hating people. Um, and, but it's just like you said, like listening to people, and learning more about everything rather than just making a rash judgment on something. And especially in the political standpoint is I like to think that 
I'm pretty straight down the middle when it comes to a lot of things. I'll, I lean some ways on certain things, other things on other ways, but for the most part, I'm down the middle, but I listen to both sides. I want to learn everything. I want to hear what everybody has to say. So I feel like that's probably like the one major thing is I used to just be like headstrong in my convictions without listening to everybody. Like, nah, fuck you. That's you're wrong. It's just how it is. And now I'm like, Oh, Hey, let's, let's hear your side of things. I want to know what you think. Maybe you'll convince me. And as far as cults go, it's never the people that join the cults that are crazy. It's the people leading the cults that are crazy. But even then, if you look at the people that that lead cults, again, they typically come from very well-to-do families. Like Scientology. But, some, but something happened. Well, Scientology came from L. Ron Hubbard believing that, or trying to, basically trying to cure his own mental illness by developing a religion around it. So yeah. that's that's a whole different story. Like I could talk about cults all day, (laughs) but you know, a lot of, a lot of cult leaders were well-to-do people that have, that something went wrong or something happened and they're trying to figure it out or work through it. And this is how they figure it out or, or try to figure it out or try to work through it. It's very interesting shit. When were you the most disappointed in yourself? I've had a lot of those moments. Um, but I'm doing so much better about that. In fact, uh, Kyle actually sent me a message on Snapchat. Because I posted a thing on Snapchat. Because like, I was bored as fuck at work when I was training it. Because I was training a guy this week. Yeah. But I put a thing on Snapchat. It's like, confess something to me that blah, blah, blah. Because I was bored. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know what I said out loud to myself what? when I read that? I was like, get out of here, you fucking teenage girl. Yeah, I was bored as fuck. But Kyle was the only one that said anything. But what Kyle said, he it basically was, I'm going to like basically say, I confess that uh, I absolutely hate when you talk down to yourself or about yourself and all the things like that. And then he goes, because there are three episodes of the podcast that I actually rage quit because of the way you talked about yourself. And I think that is probably how I've disappointed myself the most recently is just not believing in myself, not taking myself seriously and not understanding that I'm not just a giant pile of shit uh, meant to just exist. And that like the, that was what led me to finally talk about things on that episode was I finally, you know, I was so disappointed in, in, in myself for what I, I let myself believe and what I let myself get to that I had enough. So I, I think the last time, like what I was really disappointed about myself was super recently. And I decided enough is enough. And like every good lifetime movie, I had my moment where I fought back. Did you also have a training montage? I did. Because you you have to have that montage where you get your shit together. I did. I had my shower scene. I uh, went and got self-defense classes, and I started started fighting myself. That's my purse. I don't know you. Exactly. I was kicking everybody in the crotch. 
Um, the most disappointed I've been in myself uh, was definitely when we started the whole the weight loss thing because I knew that I knew that I was huge, huge, huge. But I didn't know I was that huge, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was no pun intended. That was a pretty big thing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, that was that was that was when I was. That was probably when I was the most disappointed in myself. Burp tea. So, but I'm going to piggyback a thought onto what about the whole you talking down about yourself thing. Um, I think too that, and I understand why Kyle's frustrated because I'm just as frustrated sitting on the other side of this, mm-hmm. but at the same time, too, from experience, I know that sometimes you just need to say those things mm-hmm. because sometimes hearing yourself say those makes you realize kind of how silly they are. And I think it's important because, like, you can't – the thing is, is, like, no matter what anyone says, like, you can't control – you 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 have a hard time controlling your feelings like mm-hmm. the way you feel about something you can't explain it it's just it's a guttural it's a guttural thing like yeah. it just happens like i just feel this way it's just there's sometimes there's no rhyme there's no reason there's no justification for it it's just how you feel mm-hmm. and sometimes i let you go further than i feel comfortable with because i know that sometimes you just need to get that shit out and get it onto the playing field to be able to look at it objectively and go, Oh, that's kind of, it's kind of silly. Yeah. So I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time too, I think it's super important to lay your cards on the table and go, this is, this is where I'm at. So that way we can have a moment like we did on, on that episode where you finally were like, okay, hey, this is enough. This is what this is what's going on. Blah 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 blah. Yep. And you've been better off for it. I have been. It's it's been a very it was a very eye opening experience leading up to that episode because I want you to know like I because well, I was at work that whole Saturday trying to talk myself out of it and. I was like, don't, what's the point? No, like, why the fuck would you talk about it? It's, it's, it's whatever. Just fucking skip over it. And then I got to the, we got to the end of that episode. And then my brain just went fucking do it. And we got there. Because I'm not going to lie to you before, before that episode, I had the thought of like a couple episodes before is that I'm going to give him like two or three more weeks and if we keep dancing around this issue, I'm just going to beat the shit out of him <laughs> with words until he talks to me. Yeah. Which so, is sometimes what I need, but I got yeah. there on my own. But you got there on your own because I, I also feel that getting there on your own is a more important is more important than being guided there. Yeah, because it's, it's if you need. But if you needed a guide there, I was going to drag you <laughs> by your feet, kicking and screaming there. Yeah. That's a but that's, anywho, that's a lot to drag, man. Yeah, all that. Length, I'd have gotten Kyle. I'd have gotten Kyle to help me too. He'd have gladly fucking assisted too. Yeah. 
Do you find praise or criticism to be more motivating? Both. Yeah. Why not both? Because I think you need both. I, I don't think you could really have one without the other. Because I think you need to, like, if something's not going right or if you need somebody to, you know, say, from, from a boss point when I was management, I would criticize the guys that were you, that were failing, that weren't doing good, that needed to bring their numbers up, but I would, br- I would bring it to their attention and I would criticize them. But the moment I saw the change, the moment I saw it click, the moment their thing, their numbers and their their other shit turned around, I would praise the fuck out of them for it. I I don't think you could have one without the other because I think they they feed but, into each other. But to that point, I find that people are motivated more by one or the other. Me, I could give two fucks about praise. I want to know what's wrong. Because I need that, I need that me against the machine feeling. I need to have something to fight. See, and that, and that's where I was getting to. Because I, as much as I love praise, I love somebody saying, "Hey, you're doing great. You're doing all right. This is cool." I want somebody to tell me, "This is why you're not doing good. You suck. You need to do this better." Because then I'm pissed because somebody thinks I'm doing bad, and it triggers like this weird fuck you switch in my head that my whole life is now dedicated to proving you wrong, which is going to breed the, the, the mentality of me doing better and take that criticism to a positive place. But I'm going to do it angrily because that's how my brain works. Yeah. But and on the flip side of that, from my perspective, when I'm training cooks is that I know that this cook will respond more to my criticism than my praise. And some of them you have to give the extra pat on the back and, you know, run, you know, rough their, rough their hair up and go, Oh, you're such a, you're, you're, you're doing so good slugger. Yeah. And, and then they take that praise and they're like, yeah, and they go for it. But people, people like me who thrive on needing something to fight or needing to rage against the machine, that I I need criticism. I don't I don't praise is praise is nice. Don't get me wrong. I don't know how to accept nice things. You neither do I. I, I, I can't I don't accept know how to compliments. Deal with people. I don't know how to deal with people who say nice things to me. Um, I, I get I get that at work sometimes. We're like, oh, you know, you're really good at this, or oh, you're so nice. Well, I'm like, words. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but you give me a machine to rage against, and I'm there. So. For me, criticism is more motivating. Me That's personally, fair. I'm I'm really, I'm a little bit of both, but honestly, I respond more to criticism because I I just want to prove people wrong. Boom. <laughs> That's why I'll never die. I have too many motherfuckers to prove wrong still. And our last question: Do you think opposite genders can maintain a friendship without developing a love interest? Yes. Yeah. I have friends that are whammons. Whammons? Yeah. That are ladies. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and that's all it is. It's a friendship. And what? And and there are some that, I mean, would you confide, can, would you consider friends with benefits like a love interest? Well, I mean, you're porking. 
Oh, I don't gotta love you to fuck you. Yeah, but if you do that long enough, feelings happen. And yes. don't tell me they don't. And that's why I don't... Yeah. <laughs> that's why my... Those sessions are few and far between, because I know how I yeah. am. But, yeah, because you can't, you don't know how to fucking end things. I, especially recently at the, the most. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, I, it's definitely possible. Um, I have friends that are women's and ladies that I have no feelings in that regard for, but there's, there's some of the fucking dopest people I know. And mm-hmm. that's just how it is. I don't, I don't think your gender defines who you want to hang out with. I just, well, I, I think, I think it's more of a, you know, a lot of times when, you know, when people of opposite genders providing they're both heterosexual and they're not interested in their own gender, when they get that close, you know, sometimes the feels, the feels catch. Yeah. And, and I would, <sighs> I can understand that. And I, I will say that one, there was some, some feels there, but I mean, since then it's been squashed, but, um, I I think it's it's definitely possible. I I can vibe with anybody. Just don't be a dick. Which I don't understand how yeah, we're friends. Now. I mean, I mean, you know, one one of I'll I mean I I'd call her one of my best friends. I don't talk to her all the time, but you know, one of my best friends, Crazy Amanda. You know, I Super don't talk crazy. to her all the time, but you know, I can I could call I could I could call her right now, and I know she'd answer the phone. Yeah, and so I've, she's super I've weird, hung, but she's a wonderful person. Yeah, I mean, I've hung out with her a bunch of times, and you know, and it's never been there, despite what other people may think. Yeah, uh, you know, because that was a thing for a while. Yeah, it was. which I thought was hilarious. It's very weird, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I I have plenty of I have plenty of friends who are ladies that I've never the thoughts never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah, I'm with it. Hey, let's bang. You know, and even and even the thought of "Hey, let's bang" just kind of goes. It's oh. weird. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all of Lisa's questions. That's all for Lisa's corner, then. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle. Boy, that's what happens when you don't send any questions. Oh, Kyle's streaming right now. I should say something in his chat. Don't do that. It's pee break. Well, fuck, it's pee break time too, which means you're gonna have time to do it. Anyway. We're going to go, we're, I'm going to go potty now, uh, so enjoy this commercial. The On The Radar podcast features interviews. But like I said, you've done your research. <laughs> you've prepared for this. I've got an economics degree that kind of it, lends itself right. to research. We were like, let's right. go break stuff. Right. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, like me and Alex are like, I, I want to scream about how sex is weird because I'm 15. Because I'm weird. And I'm weird. And I want to break my guitar because feelings are weird. I know what sex is. I was just wondering if you knew. <laughs> and studio performances. Artists coming to, through, and from the greater Midwestern areas. Go check it out on all your podcast feeds and follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at OnTheRadarPC. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Uh, probably a little bit longer from the last segment than 
than before. Uh, you'll notice that I uh, sound a little bit sad. Um, I was mid P. It was a really good P. And I trusted a fart. And at 32 years old, I <laughs> definitely had a little bit more behind that fart. And uh, I had to change my pants after uh, taking a little sit down. And we're back! I, uh, I definitely sharted, Jared. That's what took me so long to get back. <laughs> so I, uh, I didn't get lost. I uh, just needed a couple extra moments for some cleanup and some, you know, finishing of that poop that surprised my butt. That's twice now I've talked about pooping something on the show. This time my pants, the first time right in the shower. Who knows where the show's going to go next? Yep. That's what took me so long. So welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you you enjoyed your commercial break, whether you yourself went to the bathroom or if you're just taking our commercial break to separate the hours of our show. Side note. So while you were pooping, I was watching Kyle stream uh, Phasmophobia, which super fun game if you haven't played it. Um, And then I follow... uh, a speed, uh, European, uh, what's it called? Like European speed masters. They speed run video games uh-huh. and they were speed running dark souls. What? That's, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. They can finish dark souls in like an hour. How? I don't know, but it's gross. It's like when I watched them speed run XCOM two in 45 minutes and pissed you off. It pissed me off so bad. <laughs> yeah, d- dude, because I've played Dark Souls, and it took me an hour to not want to fucking uninstall it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, those games are fucking hard. Yeah, and, and they're doing it in an hour. Fuck out of here. That's some real fucking nerd shit right there. I don't think I've ever speed run a game. Yes, I have. I kind of speed run. Uh, I I think one of my playthroughs on Mass Two was a speed run, where I just fucking powered through it and still didn't get that fucking end game achievement. So you know, it no, wasn't worth didn't. it. You don't don't say it like that. You smug son of a bitch. Don't say it like <laughs> that. <laughs> Fucker. I I tried I I tried fucking everything. Everything, Jared, and I still don't have that achievement. I don't know what to tell you, man. Me neither, man. It's fucking stupid. I mean, I did it in one go, but, you know, whatever. Can I boot you from this party? Like, this is Xbox. <laughs> Can I boot you from this? <laughs> um, so now that we're back from potty break, uh, we're going to go into some news. We got a couple couple of them. We got four from, from our good old buddy Chris Peapod. And then one I found for myself uh, last night, and then two that Kyle had sent. Um, one's really right up, kind of sums up our show in a way. Um, <laughs> it's it's poop based, so you know. Um, let's let's head into some of this news here. I search throughout the internet for the weirdest stories, and I share it with two dudes drinking brews. It's time for getting weird with your friendly neighborhood Peapod. 
No, damn it. I hit the button and it didn't work and then I played the other music. Lisa's Corner's theme song almost got played twice. <laughs> just gonna double down on it at this point. Yeah. I'm already in it this far. I might as well just see you. To, to his credit, Kyle apologized that they were out, what, looking at Christmas lights? Yes, they were, out, they were out driving around getting his Christmas lights. But that's not gonna stop me from giving him a hard time about it. So, um, the first news story isn't really f- funny, but it is, uh, it's kind of funny, uh, but it's not, not super weird, but anti-LGBTQ law, f- lawmaker quits after busting lockdown, uh, at sex party in Brussels. Uh, Belgian police have broken up an illegal lockdown orgy involving around 20 <laughs> men, including at least one foreign politician and several diplomats in a central B- Brussels bar. Officers burst into the ground floor at a bar on uh, Rue de Pierre in uh, the Belgian capital on Friday night and uh, to discover drug or alcohol, drugs, and what has been described as, quote, a party of legs in the air. Uh, the Belgian newspaper reported with a source claiming we interrupt (laughs) I didn't read this far into this before deciding to put it on the show but the quote is we interrupted a gangbang one of the revelers was Joseph uh, Seiger a uh, Hungarian member of the European Parliament Parliament Parliament. Parliament. It took me a second to even realize I said that wrong. <laughs> that's how that's how good I like I like fuck words. Uh, <laughs> Can you teach me to English? Oh yeah, for real. Holy shit. Um, and he's also a a senior figure in Victor Orban's ruling far right Fidesz party until he resigned on Sunday. He tried to escape through a window and along the gutter, but injured himself and was then confronted by police reinforcements. Uh, some reporters claimed that the politician tried to invoke a parliamentary right to uh, immunity, but European Parliament regulations state that members can be subject to inquiry, detention, or legal proceedings if they are, are found in the act of committing an offense. I.e. an orgy in a bar. Yeah, so like this goes on for for quite a bit about things, uh, but basically he has got like soup. I guess he's part of a party over there where they're very against all that stuff. Yeah. And he got caught doing that stuff, which that's just just, why I, I hate people. Oh, let's see here. Um... Did it say there was something in here about people seeing him? Uh, say the prosecutors told that uh, in an email that uh, email statement that twenty men were apprehended at a party uh, and fined two hundred and fifty euros each. That seems like a fair price for an orgy. I don't know what the going rates are these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the police were alerted by neighbors who complained about noise and potential breaches of measures related to the COVID-19 p- uh, pandemic. 
A passerby reported to police that he had been see that he had seen a man fleeing along the gutters and he was able to identify the man. His hands were bloody. It is possible that he may have been injured while fleeing. Narcotics were found in his backpack and the man was unable to pr- produce any identi- or identifying uh, documents. Damn, man. Risky business trying to go out a window like that. Yeah. Moral of the story, don't have an orgy in a bar. Especially during a lockdown. Yeah. If you're going to have a gangbang, pick someone's house. And everybody ride in one car so it doesn't look like you're breaking protocol. Yeah, I mean... Especially if you're trying to go smash a guy's face in. Or as the translation said, go fart a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This one was perfect. This was on the 26th of November. Um, It was like perfect Thanksgiving time. Uh, Milwaukee man's tire stolen before Thanksgiving and replaced with a turkey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At least they gave him something for it. Right. The The first tagline is, it's a mystery even the Butterball hotline can't solve. <laughs> a man told Fox News a tire was stolen from his vehicle and replaced with a turkey. The victim said he just moved to the north side of Na- or from Nashville and he was getting ready to uh, for work before Thanksgiving on Monday the 23rd when he noticed it and was shocked. I've never seen anything like this before, the man said. I heard of people putting bricks, but I've never heard of a turkey underneath. I hope you enjoy that tire because you could have gave that turkey to someone who really needed it. Let me show you this picture here. I'm sure even the Butterball hotline. I don't want to do that. I couldn't solve a man telling Fox six that the tire. I'll share the screen real quick. Oh, they got taken off his vehicle. They put it underneath the fucking right underneath the rotor, man. Like they didn't like (laughs) that's a whole ass Turkey, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like they just put it under the rotor like yeah. what they didn't even try to hide it like it was just like I oh, used the turkey yeah but why would you put the turkey under the rotor man why don't you just like set it somewhere like hey stole your tire here's a turkey happy thanksgiving motherfucker <laughs> stole your turkey or stole your tire are bad have a turkey yeah <laughs> Um, all right. Is this in England or in Florida? Drunk man busted, uh, a drunk man busted after Chappelle show. Oh, that's Florida. Yeah. Drunk Florida. And that's the title is drunk Floridian busted after Chappelle show man danced in the street and yelled. I'm Rick James, bitch. Um, after on November 30th. Rick James, bitch. After punching a cab driver in the face, an intoxicated Florida man jumped out of the taxi and began dancing in the street screaming, I'm Rick James, bitch. According to the uh, the affidavit, uh, Paul Kijak, 50, stated or exited a St. Petersburg bar around 4.15 in the morning. Damn. Their bars go all fucking all night in Florida. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and was and was kept from driving by multiple witnesses due to his level of intoxication. Uh, when police subsequently arrived at the back bar or at the back bar, they called the taxi, uh, which he entered. However, he began yelling at the driver and then allegedly punched him in the face. And as the car pulled out of the parking lot, <laughs> Jesus, uh, Kijak cops say then jumped out of the vehicle, began dancing in the street, screamed obscenities that, which included you white motherfuckers. I'm Rick James, bitch. Which, which this gentleman is very white. <laughs> so yes, I'm not sure. I uh, said the six foot three, 300 pound Kijak who lived less than two miles from the bar was then arrested for battery and disorderly intoxication. He was not cited for what was surely a terrible Dave Chappelle imitation. <laughs> <laughs> Now this one, this one's right up our alley for the show. British Airways stewardess reportedly offers adult entertainment during flights. Oh, all right. <laughs> British Airways is reportedly investigating claims that one of its air stewardesses is working as a prostitute who offers adult entertainment during flights and even sells her undies to passengers. The... Un- were you going to say something? Never un- no, I, I was just going to let you finish. I just I never understood the whole panty selling thing, but... Me neither. It's really weird. Uh, the unidentified flight attendant ad- advertises her services through racy snaps on social media. Many focus on her stockinged feet and legs and teases that she often wears no underwear during flights. Those undies are instead sold for $33 a pop. Half of the amount it costs for a securing fee to later meet her at a hotel, she allegedly told, or that she allegedly told the the investigative reporter. So you pay thirty three dollars to get her underwear, and like sixteen bucks of that is to secure the fact that you get to go bang her in a hotel room afterwards, as well as offering sex. That seems fairly cheap, right? Like. I would think you would have to pay, like, okay, so that money gets you in the door. Like, I imagine you have to pay more to actually get down. Say, as well as offering sex between travel, she offers unspecified X-rated treats to passengers if the money is right. Say, if you ever want adult entertainment on board, all you have to do is give me a sum of money and you'll be treated to a whole different experience of your choice. The steward has reportedly wrote on a blog. Uh, following uh, followers of her social media, uh, much of which appeared to have been deleted Sunday after the revelations, appeared in no doubt uh, appeared in no doubt as to what she was up to. Hope you earn good money and stay safe, girl. One of the followers replied on a photo. Um, she's clearly prostituting herself and boosting her business by using photos taken on uh, aboard British Airways planes. Uh, it is shocking. It is a shocking dereliction of duty and not the image that British Airways wants of its cabin crew. Well, no shit. Yeah. But say, I'm pretty sure the British airline isn't like, you know what? You fuck who you want to fuck and hoe yourself around. We don't care. 
We, Do what you want, hooker. <laughs> we expect the highest standards of behavior from our colleagues at all the t- at all times. Well, no shit. So if she's still if she's still around, or maybe on some other fucking airline, thirty three bucks, man. It's pretty cheap for handy. <laughs> like I said, there's gotta be. It's gotta be more than that. Like the thirty. Like she isn't gonna even gonna give you a handy for thirty three bucks. I think you could get a handy for thirty three. No, thirty three is just buying the panties and getting her in a room. Yeah, I feel like thirty three is just a retainer fee. Yeah. So, one of the things that Kyle sent me was mainly for me to tell Mama, um, so she could sell my father. Uh, Bluefin tuna goes for $3 million at the first 2019 <laughs> sale at Tokyo market. Dude, it'd be, you'd be surprised how much fucking tunas go for. Yeah. So, I mean, Grant, this was, it's, uh, it's bananas was at the, the end of the season last year. Um, but it's a 612 pound bluefin sold for a record 333.6 million yen, which is just over 3 million, uh, at the first auction of 2019. Cause I guess, uh, it goes on to say, let's see here. I almost just spilled my beer. That I guess it sells for forty bucks a pound. Yeah, that is fucking yeah, wild, crazy. Wild caught bluefin. Yeah, dude, that shit's. I mean this this fish is fucking massive. Oh yeah. So, like, I can imagine the amount of money, and so I'm just thinking, Dad weighs like. 250 280 somewhere in that ballpark i mean we can make a couple grand off dad what would tuna go for say we'll, we'll say tuna weighs 280 at 40 bucks a pound you think tuna weighs that much i think he's about he's probably closer to like 260 hey, 10 grand I don't know if ten grand's enough to sell my father. But see, here's the thing: is like, that's that's ten grand per pound now. Yeah, I mean, he'd probably get more at auction. Well, yeah. Then I, I guess if you go towards the end of the season when they're really out of, because uh, this is at the end of the season too. I guess. Yeah. Man, we could. Man, we can make some serious money. Because because even because if you take. Because that you said that was what six hundred and twenty pounds. This was six twelve. Six twelve. So just roughly say a third of that. That's a million bucks. Yeah. I'd sell my dad for a million. No, you wouldn't. But that's no, okay. I wouldn't. Makes for a good joke, though. It does. <laughs> and then. Well, this, like I said, this story is over five years old, but I never heard about it until now. So we're going to talk about it and I'm going to share the screen with you and I will share the screen with everybody on the facey space. A whale blasted an ungodly amount of ass ham all over some divers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The whale flipped onto its side and started spinning in circles while engulfing divers in shit, creating what one of the divers called a poonado. Oh my god. And look at that picture. That's oh all, my god. That's all doo-doo, dog. 
A group of divers near the Caribbean island of Dominica were engulfed in a mighty cloud of shit churned out by a sperm whale. The men were on a routine expedition to uh, photograph the whales when one of their subjects started blasting an ungodly amount of butt butter into the ocean while spinning in circles. What one of the divers called a punado. Showing no mercy, the beast didn't stop until a hundred foot wide cloud of its Mississippi mud had coated the divers and their equipment. Oh my god. In a show of unwavering dedication to his craft, Canadian photographer Kerry Wilk uh, managed to capture the entire experience on film. Some believe the torrent of rusty nuggets was a little-known defense mechanism triggered by the proximity of the divers. On the other hand, it could have just been a spastic (laughs) (laughs) diarrhea beast. That's how little we understand about the whales and their insane magical shits. (laughs) (laughs) The whale bobbed up and down, spun in circles, and waved poo in every direction for several minutes while we just sat back and watched. After a few waves of feces were released and stirred vigorously by the whale, the water was like chocolate milk. Oh, my God. I couldn't see my hand when I held it in front of my face. I had poop in my eyes, mouth, wetsuit, everywhere, and I was soaked in it from head to toe. But after leaving the cloud, it was quickly washed away and didn't leave a smell on us. I did take an extra long shower once I returned to the shore that day, just in case. I never heard of it happening before, and I don't know anyone that has had this happen. It very well could be the first time that has been photographically documented. Oh my god. The rest of the story just goes about weird fucking sperm whale stats. But, dog, that's a lot of doo-doo. Like, if I open up this screen here... There's a, there's a few more pictures. No pun intended, but holy shit. Right? Like, look at that. Ugh. That's all doo-doo, bruh. That's doo-doo, baby! <laughs> Got a stain on your shirt. Might be doo-doo. Chocolate? That's doo-doo, baby! <laughs> God, that website really lagged my whole system. God damn. What's with all this chocolate on your face? <laughs> so, and to sum up one of the most Ohio things that ever happened in Ohio. Ohio has officially added Ohio to its COVID-19 travel advisory map. Yeah, you were were saying something about this, what, yesterday? Yeah, this is what I found out last night. Ohio health officials are cautioning state residents to avoid traveling to Ohio. The Buckeye State has just added itself to the state's COVID-19 travel restriction map amid a resurgence of, of the global pandemic. That means Ohio is among the 14 states that the health department says should be avoided by Ohioans, and any Ohioan traveling from their own state must quarantine themselves for two two weeks after they get back home to Ohio. 
Um, cause I, I, the state has seen record levels of cases, deaths, and hospitalizations in the past week, and all Ohioans can help to limit the spread of the impact of the virus, uh, by staying home. This includes recommendations to stay home except for the necessary trips to supplies, uh, consistent mask wearing around others and frequent hand washing. Uh, the state added itself to the map after its seven day positivity rate rose above 15% since, since the first week of April. Ohio has 440,000 uh, positive cases since the outbreak of the pandemic and 6,600 deaths. Which brings me to my question. Does that mean every time I go to work for a day and I leave my home to go somewhere in Ohio that I have to quarantine myself for two weeks and then go to work for another day and then quarantine myself for another two weeks. I think it's more if you're traveling like across the state. But I'm still traveling in Ohio. But you're not traveling across the state. You're driving 10 minutes. That's still 10 minutes across the state. But it's not across the state. I mean, I do go a distance where I'm going from one part of the state to another part of the state. Mm -hmm, But you're not driving more than an hour or so away from you. Okay. So say I pick up a car near my house. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I have to take it to Finley. That's an hour. They don't let you go that far. I went there just to a week and a half ago. Oh, typically they don't let you go that far. Say Say if it happens again. It's an hour. That's across the state. You, that was the guideline that you just set. That's not across. It's not across the state. Across the state would go to fucking Cincinnati, dumbass. I'll drive to Cincinnati. Look, I'm just trying to get out of work. Okay. Can't you be Ain't on my gonna, side for once? Ain't gonna happen. No, it's not gonna happen. I, as much as I fucking want it to, give me some time off, paid time off work. But that's a whole other story that I won't get into on the show. Um, I just think it's funny that, no, it is funny that, that the state is added on the states that you should not go to. Yeah. So if you plan on any trips across the state of Ohio, you got to quarantine when you get back, it's recommended. Yeah. Good luck visiting your family, you know, three hours away. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's just bananas. I, I don't think you should go anywhere. Everybody should just get paid time off work. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. That'd be, that's the fucking dream, right? Yeah, right. Just sit at home, jerk off and play video games all day while collecting a paycheck. That's the dream, you brother. You'd be so lucky. Right. Maybe play a couple rounds of golf. Yeah. <laughs> so... Got anything else you want to talk about? That's all I had for the news. No, I'm all tapped out. Yeah, see, we I'm all cov- tapped out for this week. We covered just about everything we needed to. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said. I'm going to see if Kyle's still playing Ghosts. If he's still playing Ghosts, if it's just him and Brendan, I'll join in with you. Yeah, um, I think I, it's, I'm looking at a stream right now. It's just him and Brendan. So. Yeah, so uh, I'll join in there with you. But before we go. 
I do uh, have to pee now, I because I didn't pee during pee break. Oh, well, now you'll get your own pee break, which hopefully, you don't, hopefully you don't shit your pants like I did. <laughs> uh, don't forget to check us out on our website, 12packpodcast.com, where you can submit questions, show ideas, or tell us we fucking suck for some reason, and we'll try to improve. Uh, but if you don't think we suck for some reason, don't do that. Uh, check us out on Twitter at 12 underscore pack underscore pod, uh, where we post a lot of silly polls and we uh, talk about other weird shit. Uh, and where we like to post that uh, when Jared goes live on his Twitch, which yeah. is twitch.tv backslash shoeless renegade or shoeless renegade on the YouTubes. Correct. You can follow Jared on Twitter at Shoeless Jared. You can follow me on Twitter at the AJ Punk. Um, am I missing anything? I think I plugged no, it on. That sounds off. like everything. Yeah. Say, if this is the first time that you have joined our podcast, we appreciate you joining us and we hope you stick around. If you have been with us, then show numero uno. We love you and we thank you for your continued support and we hope that you stay around for this show's entirety. With that being said, folks, we will talk to you all in the future. Goodbye. You want some fuck?